Hi friends, welcome to the podcast. We live in a world where truth is relative and feelings are ultimate. But in John chapter 14, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You see, both freedom and life are found in truth. They're found in God's word. And that's why on this podcast, we remain rooted in scripture. Despite what culture might say, what our opinions might be, or how we might feel, we look to the word of God to be our foundation of truth. You're listening to the Truth Talks podcast, so let's talk some truth. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Truth Talks podcast. My name is Caroline, and I'm so, so excited that you tuned into today's episode. I've been working on it for a really long time, and I'm just really prayerful and hopeful that it will help you as much as this has helped me. Um, In the previous podcast episode, I kind of laid the groundwork for what this episode is going to be about. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, I would encourage you to pause this one and go listen to that one before you come back um, and tune in with us here. But I kind of wanted to give a quick little recap about what we talked about. And it's just this whole idea of the problem with our feelings. And I think that can kind of be a funny concept because a lot of times we don't really think that there is a problem with our emotions. Um... But when we look to scripture and we kind of evaluate our own lives, we can see that our emotions can be deceitful. Um, Jeremiah 17, 9 says that the heart is deceitful above all else and is wicked and desperately sick. Like, who can understand it? And so the condition of the human heart is, is deceitfulness. And so our emotions can oftentimes lie to us. And I'm not saying that emotions are a bad thing. I think emotions are a good thing. God created emotions. God is an emotional God. But just like all good things that God has created, our sin has perverted it and the enemy has twisted it. And so we need to take a step back and realize and say, okay, hey, my emotions are sometimes deceitful. And what what happens is that we end up making our emotions ultimate. I think we do this all the time. And therefore, we we are placing how we feel about a situation or ourselves or whatever it is. We're placing how we feel Um, in higher authority than God's word. So our emotions become ultimate over scripture. And when that happens, we start to believe lies about who God is and about who we are in Christ. And we start living under this weight and this burden of these lies. And we kind of become a slave to our own emotions and our own feelings. And we become trapped from experiencing the freedom that Christ calls to and that abundant life that he came to make a way for. And so maybe all of that sounds discouraging to you, but here's the good news, is that there is another way to live. There is a way to live um, and walk out that freedom that Christ has given us. And so in today's episode, we're going to be talking about really practical steps on how to do that. How do we fight the lies of our emotions? How do we walk in the freedom that Christ has called us to? And before we even get started, like I want you to know all of this is coming to you from a really emotional person. Like I, I am a really emotional person and, and the Lord um, over the past few years has really been working with me on that and kind of showing me through the power of the Holy Spirit how I can remove myself from the burden of walking under the, the lies of my emotions and, and causing me to be aware of the way that the enemy uses my emotions against me as well. And so I say all of that to say that like, hey, I'm gonna give you practical steps 
and it's practical steps that I've walked out in my own life over the past couple of years and I'm still I'm still working on it like it's gonna be this lifelong process it doesn't just happen overnight and we never stop sinning or struggling I mean we're not in heaven yet but I say all that to say that like this works. I'm not telling you about something that's unattainable. I'm not telling you about something that would be nice if it was possible to achieve. I'm telling you I've lived this out and the freedom that I've experienced from it is beyond what I can explain and it is my prayer that you would experience the same freedom. And so I wanna start off by giving you a piece of advice that my mom has told me growing up. She would always say, Caroline, your feelings aren't always truth. Now, my mom wasn't invalidating my feelings. She wasn't telling me that they didn't matter. She wasn't telling me that they weren't important. She was simply reminding me that how I felt wasn't the absolute standard of truth. How I felt didn't change truth. How I felt didn't shape reality. And because I'm such an emotional person, oftentimes I would I would slip into this mindset of how I felt like was my reality. Like how I felt was all that I could see almost. And I would completely forget um, the truth of the situation or the truth of God's word. And so, man, if you're an emotional person, like I get it. Sometimes our emotions can feel overwhelming. Like there's no escape from it. Like it's just, you, you can't shut the lies out. I can't shut the lies out about my identity. I can't shut the lies out about my worth. But you wanna know something that the enemy doesn't want you to know? You're not helpless when it comes to fighting against the lies of your emotions. You're not helpless when it comes to combating your feelings. But I think that that's the lie that we so often believe. We think, well, oh, like this is how I feel. I can't change how I feel. I can't control my feelings, so I'm just gonna sit here in it. Well, you might not be able to control what makes you angry or feel impatient or um, causes you to have to deal with insecurities. You might not be able to control when those feelings arise in your life, but you can control how you combat it. You can control whether you dwell in it or not. You can control what you do with those emotions. You're not the victim of your emotions. You don't have to sit there and believe the lie that your emotion tells you. You don't have to sit there and justify feeling angry with the lie that you just can't help it. Here's the thing, because Jesus died on the cross, we are no longer a slave to believing the lies anymore. Like before Christ, we had no choice but to leave, believe the lies that our emotions told us. We had no choice but to be a slave and burdened and carry the yoke of, of believing lies about ourselves and about who God is and, and, and justifying our sin. But because Jesus did die on the cross, we have been given the power to choose to believe truth. We've been given the power to choose to believe and walk in what is right and life-giving because of the Spirit. I think this is something that we need to wrap our heads around. That the cross not only forgave you of your sins, it freed you from them. Meaning there is freedom to be found from sin every day. God didn't just wipe your slate clean. He called you to an abundant life that is filled with freedom where you're no longer trapped and burdened by the lies. And just to prove to you in scripture that Christ has called us to be free and that in Christ we are a new creation, therefore we no longer are slaves to our sin or lies. Let's just look at some scripture. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, Therefore, anyone in Christ is a new creation. The old has gone and the new is here. Romans 6, 6 through 7 says, For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because of anyone who has died has been set free from sin. 
Galatians 5 says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. Galatians 5.13 says for you were called to be free. And in John 10.10, Jesus says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come so that they might have life and have it to the full. This is your new condition in Christ. You have been set free. You are a new creation. You are no, you no longer belong to the lies of your emotions. You're no longer a victim to them. And the enemy doesn't want you to know that. Because there is so much power that comes from the knowledge of knowing, hey, I have a choice. On, on what to do with my feelings. I have a choice. I actually can combat it because the Lord has made it possible for me to do so. And he's actually given us every tool and resource that we need. And so working from the knowledge that we're not helpless and our new condition in Christ, we're going to talk about some very, very practical ways to combat the lies of your emotions, to combat your feelings in, um, in general, and walk in that freedom that Christ calls us to. And I want to say this, that practical doesn't mean easy. So you're going to need to sit tight. And it's going to require discipline. And I know that we don't like that word. We don't like discipline. We want faith in and of itself to be about feelings. We want it to become easy. We want want it to come with the warm, fuzzy feelings. But that's not what true faith is. And so faith sometimes, oftentimes, requires discipline as well. So like I said earlier, like I still have to work on this daily. It's going to have to be a daily practice because we're never going to be perfect at it. But let me tell you the number one thing that God has given us other than his spirit to help fight and combat these lies. And it's God's word. God has given us scripture to help us fight against the lies of our emotions, to help us fight against the lies of our enemy, and to help us fight against our, our sin. we, We so often forget that God's word is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. Like we we treat the Bible sometimes as if it's a self-help book and oh that would be really nice if I could implement that practice or discipline in my life. That's not what the Bible is. The Bible is not a self-help book. The Bible has power behind it. Yet we yet we neglect it, floundering around trying to combat our sin without the weapon that the Lord has given us. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. In Ephesians 6, when Paul is talking about putting on the armor of God, there is one offensive weapon, and that's the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. So the one offensive weapon that the Lord has given you is His Word. We can look to an example of Jesus in Matthew chapter 4 when he is in the desert and Satan comes to tempt him. And each time, how does Jesus respond to the temptations of the enemy? He responds with scripture. He doesn't sit there and consider the enemy's offer. He doesn't sit there and say, no, I think I'm good. No, he uses scripture to combat against temptation. And this is how we should be using scripture in every area of our lives, whether it comes to combating the lie, combating lies from our emotions and from the enemy, or it comes to just combating our sin in general. We have been given the breathed out word of God that he has said, this is what you use to fight. And we've been given the example through Jesus. Yet still we treat the Bible as if it's a self-help book full of suggestions that has no actual authority to it. You use scripture. 
And so what do I mean by, by fighting the lies of our emotions or fighting our sin with scripture? I mean that every time this feeling that is lying to you arises, this emotion um, comes up, you go to the scripture that speaks truth into that lie. You go to the scripture that speaks truth over that sin in your life. And here's the thing, it's a, it's a tedious task. And it requires discipline. But in 1 Timothy, we are called to discipline ourselves for godliness. And so I'll give you an example. If you are struggling with feeling worthy, you go to scripture. And I don't know what verse it needs to be for you specifically. It could be, you know, um, Romans 5, 8 that reminds you of God's love for us. It could be Psalms 139 that reminds you the care that God took in creating you. It can be Matthew chapter 10 where God talks about how much more of a value you are to him than the sparrows. But whatever that verse is for you that speaks truth into the lie about your worth in Christ, you read it over and over and over again every time that feeling of unworthiness comes up. And yeah, it's tedious. It's going to be a discipline. And it's not going to change how you feel immediately, but trust me when I say that it works. Another example is, well, I don't feel like God could be good. If this situation is happening, then God can't be good. You go to scripture. If you're struggling with believing that lie about who God is, you go to scripture where it says God is good. You can go to the Psalms where David praises the Lord for his goodness. You can go to the Gospels where Jesus speaks of the Father's goodness. And every time you start to feel like God isn't good and you start to believe that lie, you stop yourself and immediately go to scripture. Or when it comes to other emotions such as anger, impatience, jealousy, whenever those emotions start to arise, you stop yourself and you go to scripture that talks about what we're called to in Christ. For example, with jealousy, that's something that sadly I really struggle with sometimes. And so what I've been doing is praying through scripture that talks about jealousy. In Ezekiel, it talks about how jealousy is fleeting and meaningless. It's like chasing the wind. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, when it talks about love, it says that love does not envy. And so whenever I start feeling jealous, I remind myself, God, your word says that jealousy is meaningless and fleeting. It's like chasing the wind. And I move on. And if 30 seconds later, I feel jealousy again, I repeat it to myself. And what we're doing when we're going to scripture, whenever all of these different emotions are arising, is that you are training your brain to divert to believe in truth. You're training your brain to when that emotion rises, you believe in truth rather than following the spiraling lie and believing in your emotions. You're training your brain to make God's word ultimate in your life rather than your emotions. And if you don't believe me on this, science actually backs it up. There's this thing called neuroplasticity, which means we can literally create new pathways in our brain. The pathways in your brain is like a trail through the forest. The more you continue to go down this pathway in your brain, the easier it is for you to do so. And so when it comes to our emotions, like say insecurity, for example, whenever I feel insecure, my brain goes towards believing lies about myself. And it's something we continue to do over and over and over again. But this practice of continually going to scripture every time that emotion arises acts as putting a barrier in that path to where you don't go down that trail anymore. So it's truly changing your mindset, changing your perspective, and you are literally training your brain to believe in truth rather than believing the lies that your emotion tells you or the lies that your 
the enemy tells you. And so in 2 Corinthians, Paul talks about, hey, take every thought captive. And so that's what we're doing when I'm talking about every time these emotions arise in you, you take that thought captive and you cause it to be obedient to scripture and you combat that lie with scripture. I think sometimes we read that scripture of take every thought captive as impossible, but stop for a second. Like it's, it's not impossible. You can take captive of your emotions. You can take captive of your thoughts and use scripture to combat them. And I think that this is the coolest thing that God has made our brains renewable. He talks about the renewing of your mind in Romans 12, which kind of brings me to my second point of like, what are you renewing your mind on? If it's true that you can create neural pathways in your brain by continually doing something over and over again, then that makes the verse about renewing your mind mean a whole lot more. What are you constantly looking to? If you're struggling with comparison, do you constantly go to Instagram and look at other people's posts and compare yourself to them? Or do you go to the word? If you're struggling with contentment, do you constantly look at and take note of the things that you think you lack? Or do you go to God's word? Or take, what, or, or take note of what you're watching and listening to, for example. If what you're watching and listening to can literally like renew your mind, then we should be oh so careful with songs and and podcasts and books or whatever that we're listening to. We should be so careful with what we're watching. I mean, something you can even see with like how popular The Bachelor is, it's almost trained us to want drama in our relationships. And so we have to be so mindful of what we're we're renewing our mind on. And And I think that it's the coolest thing that God has given us the ability to renew our minds because his intention with that is that we renew our mind on scripture and renew our minds on things of him. But like I said earlier, we often pervert God's design and we often end up renewing our mind on things that actually harm us and take away and distract us from the things of God. So renew your mind on scripture. Another thing, don't sit there and and dwell in all of your emotions. I think it's funny, something I've noticed in my life and in the lives of like some of my friends is just that like sometimes we really just want to be in our feels. Like we'll listen to sad songs or we'll try to watch a sad movie because we're like, I just want to be emotional right now. And I'm not saying that that's inherently a bad thing, but I think we do that sometimes in other areas of our lives where it's like we want to kind of be dwelling in our emotions. Um, And like I said in the last podcast, I think sometimes we want our emotions to be ultimate because it makes us ultimate in that moment. But man, don't sit there and dwell in the emotion. Take it captive, cause it to submit to the truth of scripture and dwell in that scripture. Because here's the thing, whatever you dwell in, you submit your mind to. And whatever you submit your mind to, you give authority in your life. And so that just goes back to, again, we're making our emotions ultimate when you sit in them and you dwell in them and you don't take them captive and submit them to scripture, then you're allowing um, your emotions to be ultimate in your life and you're allowing your, your emotions to become an idol and ultimately you're allowing your own self to become an idol. And so this kind of comes down to, you know, when we feel guilt or shame, I think sometimes we want to sit in that and punish ourselves because really at our heart of hearts, we still feel like we need to earn God's grace and his forgiveness. And so we just want to sit there and dwell in this guilt and shame, but that's not what God has called us to. Conviction, yes. Guilt and shame, no. And so you take captive of those feelings of guilt and shame and you remind yourself that Christ paid for that. 
and that guilt and shame are not from him. Or you can think of things like anxiousness and worry. And I'm not talking about diagnosable anxiousness. I think that um, medication and counselors are, are God's gift to us in that. But whether it is, you know, diagnosable or you just kind of struggle with anxiety anyways, scripture should also be used in that. And so Paul even kind of talks about anxiousness of just, hey, like, don't dwell in this. Remind yourself of truth. I don't know what emotion it is for you, but it can be literally anything. You don't dwell in emotion. You dwell in God's truth. We don't wallow in our emotions. We wallow in truth. And so be mindful of what you're sitting there and dwelling in. And like I said, this isn't automatically going to change how you feel. It might not ever change how you feel. But the point isn't necessarily to change how you feel. The point is to trust in the truth of scripture rather than trusting in your emotions. And I promise you that when that happens, there will be freedom in your life because it's what God has called us to. This abundant life that he's called us to, it's not a myth, it's not a fairy tale, it's not unattainable. And here's one more truth that I'm going to leave you with is that lies only have the authority to the extent that you give it to them. Lies only have the authority to the extent that you give it to them. Like I said, you're not helpless when it comes to believing the lies. The Lord has given you his spirit and his word. You're not powerless against believing the lies. Now, is combating those lies going to take discipline? Yes, absolutely. But thank goodness he doesn't leave us alone in that. Man, gather around community. Have them keep you accountable. Be in prayer. Yes, absolutely. But use the word of God, the offensive weapon that he has given us. And renew your mind on that. Take your emotions captive and choose to believe in truth rather than believing the lies of your emotions. Man, my prayer is that you would experience the freedom that Christ calls us to. I pray that this podcast episode would at least get you to start thinking. At least plant that seed in your head that like, man, you do have a choice. You're not helpless. And I wish I could sit down with you and have a longer conversation about this because Man, there is no way that I could say it all in a podcast. But my prayer is that you would implement these things in your life because I truly, truly believe that they're helpful. And I've seen that in my own life and in my friends' lives. But with that, that is all that I have for you this week. Thank you so much for tuning in and I hope to see you back. Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to the Truth Talks podcast. My prayer is that we would be a people whose lives are rooted in the truth of scripture. Make sure you share, subscribe, and repost the podcast so that we can continue to grow our community and be a generation that walks in truth and lives in love.